0: Jay, right
1: in your face. Welcome back to episode 9 of the fadeaway. It's your host Fatty alongside me today. What do you got? Zadrunas Ilgauskas. <laughs> How you least, doing, pal?
0: At least that one was basketball related this week.
1: Yeah, I, I tried to take it easy on you this time around. Yeah. yeah, what's it's going been, on? How's your, a, how's your
0: How's your All Star weekend? It's been a, It's been a good week this week. All Star weekend. Excited for the games, especially excited for you know the dunk off, the three point competition. Yeah, it's gonna be fun every year. We, we always we don't know what's gonna happen in, in the dunk off every year. it was like, oh, there's no stars. It's not gonna be good, but there's some guys with some bounce in the... In the dunk off this year, yeah. I right? just
1: figured yesterday I found out John Collins actually has a 100 inch vertical, it's
0: insane, yeah, off the vert,
1: yeah. too. Oh so, my it's, uh, what it's it, gonna be exciting, it's gonna be exciting, yeah, yeah. It's uh, we had, a, we had a bit of an interesting week because even though it's been shortened, yeah, uh, the NBA and its drama still managed to flourish and really show a couple streaks this week. Ex teammates, it's funny because if you're OKC and you look back and you're like, man, I Damn. drafted. Kevin Durant, Russ and Harden. These are yeah. three of like the MVPs in the last 7 years. Right. Man, like how do you how do you lose that core? Can you imagine what they have to live with as a person like you gave up that core? What's
0: that impressive core? though is that they signed another potential MVP in PG yeah, Oklahoma, so imagine Oklahoma what as been a doing? city it's and saved. fans
1: have never had a bad like time ever since yeah. they since, since they, they were moved. in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, they've always been a good team. They've never had like turmoil.
0: For them, it just comes down to, you know, like they chose essentially Ibaka over James Harden. Good times. Yeah, exactly. They needed Ibaka more at that time and then you can't project how James Harden would have became this player having his own team and being the star and stuff like that. You couldn't you couldn't project that.
1: I don't know it's it, it just something fishy about it because his first game in Houston he had like 51 points or something after getting traded everyone was like what the heck is going on here it's his he came right, went right into it just, just he doesn't uh, have to play crazy. behind
0: he was a fourth option on that team right? Yeah. He it's, it's a whole different scenario but what, what he's been doing this season the 31 straight what are we at now?
1: I don't know where we're at now, but I know that this week he hit the 30 for 30. He got yeah, the 30, 30, 30 straight yeah. games, but he did pass that. Yeah. But the streaks that did happen this week were Russ had 10 straight triple
0: doubles. He's on 11 now. Yeah, he's, he's passing now. now yeah. uh,
1: and then uh, Harden had the 30 straight. So a big discussion that was happening this week is which one of these is tougher and I want to hear from you, and I don't want you to give me the Michael Jordan answer of winning I six know. championships is <laughs> by all means more difficult. <laughs> oh my. Did you know Jordan went six for six? I don't know he if that six? was mentioned. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I don't know if that was ever mentioned, but if you didn't know, now you know. Now I
0: know. But yeah, uh, but what, yeah
1: which one? Uh, which one do you think is is more difficult?
0: It's tough because you're comparing two totally different things. I think in itself, like each activity, is it harder to score thirty, or is it hard score or get a triple double? I think off the bat, it's hard to get a triple-double because you're essentially good at three different things. You're, you're putting up numbers in three different categories, right? So I, like for me, on a one-on-one basis, you got triple-double is, is harder than 30 points. Now you got to do it consecutively 30 times to score 30 or consecutive triple-doubles 11 times. I'm going to go with the triple-doubles only because it's way more dynamic than scoring 30 points. Ooh. Anybody Anybody in this league can score 30 points. Anybody in this league. Not everybody can get a triple-double. That that's my thing. So and to do it as often as Russell Westbrook has done it, I think we've all become a little bit numb to him getting triple doubles because we were like, oh yeah, you know, he averaged it for two seasons, and we see him doing it almost again. I think maybe he's like an assist shy or something like that this season as well. I think we've all become like, oh yeah, it's so easy to get triple doubles now, which I guess it's it's been easier because of the pace of the game and how things have flowed now. But and how the the
1: Thunder play. Exactly, and style. and
0: people say, "Oh, stat padding, whatever, whatever." It's not James Harden stat, stat pads too. You know what it's I mean? It's not
1: it's not stat padding, but it's a hundred percent a they move, help They clear out of yeah, the way, and he yeah. gets the rebound. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's his being him being aggressive, but he still he still has
0: to go for it. You know what I mean? He still has yeah, to. He still has to be able to have the energy, have and have the urge to actually go and get that rebound and go and hustle for that rebound. And maybe he, he overdoes it for sure, but man, like getting a triple double is a hard thing to do. That's why not many people, not many players have done it. Look, this is
1: people's beef, I feel, with Russell Westbrook's triple doubles is when you really break down all three categories. So I'll talk about points last, but from an, mm. a rebounds perspective, anybody here that watches OKC play <laughs> watches them literally clear out clear for out him out to grab the rebound. Yeah. So the, on at least four or five of those occasions, fine, it's a gimme rebound. Yeah, OK, yeah, I, I get it. He's going for it. It's the yeah. effort. Sure. I don't think it's like over the top hard for him to put in right. the effort. So I'm thinking, right. let's say four rebounds are being assisted. Per se. Yeah. His assists, he's playing with a guy who's having a career season. But he's making right them now. good, man. He's also... I'm not saying that, but I'm saying when you have guys around you making your buckets, like Dennis Schroeder's hitting shots. So that's the whole point. Jeremy Grant says. is hitting shots. Paul George is hitting shots. Right. Who's hitting shot? Who can hit shots on Houston? Can you name me Houston's lineup?
0: <laughs> that's not my you issue. Can't. I don't give you a shit. Okay. okay no I, but the, this is. is the
1: reality that we're faced with. You can't name me Houston's lineup. And I'm telling you, everyone on OKC is hitting buckets. So his assists... Yeah, okay, they're impressive, but he's also playing on a very, very good team. Paul George is on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On fire. Right. And Steven Adams is a great player. They have a lot of good options. They do. do. Yeah, I get it. Russ's style really helps them. But when you look at Harden and the the weight that he bears on that team and the fact that I literally can't tell you who starts for the team that took uh, Golden State to seven last year. And then to do it more than 30 games in a row – there's no doubt getting a triple double is more difficult. Yeah, one
0: on one, right? One on one, right? But
1: when you when you really factor in, like, yeah, he did it ten straight times versus thirty straight times. Yeah, that three to one ratio for me. It, there's no question. Like doing it thirty straight times of thirty plus points or more in an NBA game, it's just phenomenal what Harden's been doing. Like the scoring that he's been going on, and like when we talk about the the Westbrook triple double, a lot of his points sometimes they'll get you like twelve, right? Thirteen, and he'll shoot like five of twenty. So it's like, okay, yeah, you're getting me a triple-double, but what's your impact on the game? No, they
0: play better when he gets... Bro, their spread when he gets a triple-double is like 60 games in favor of him. They're like 82 and like 20-something, whatever, when he, when he gets triple-double. No, I,
1: I get it, but I, I'm not going to praise you for getting me a 10-point triple-double off 20% shooting. How often are so they really 10 it's points? It's more
0: difficult. A lot of times they're like with, no,
1: with 12 man, to 14. I'm, Especially now that he's actively shooting less like yeah he's actively he had, he shooting less to, right, right. so he's scoring less so his triple doubles are coming it's mainly assists he's just a double double guy who can get you at Ten least five out. baskets a game
0: the thing is I'm, I'm gonna flip your argument back on you and say because you said Harden doesn't have the personnel to be able to get the assists right because no, he, he doesn't so Everyone's who else can injured. score on that, on that team he has to score 30 a game he yeah, has okay. to put in the effort so it's the same we, exact thing there he so has we're, to do we're going, we're going back
1: to this but saying he has to score 30 and then doing it 30 straight times or Two very different it things. Almost, Jack, he in okay. a perfect world has to score thirty. Everyone has to do everything. Like there's a lot of at times in the league where you can pick point. Like LeBron, for example, has to do everything so nice. much. He can't. He can't do it yeah. physically. He can't do it anymore. A lot of guys are, are asked to do so much, but they can't do it. The fact that he, yeah, he has to do it, but he's doing it. Like this is literally happening in front of our eyes. He's going up against teams that are infinitely better. he's holding them to a high playoff scene in the West mm-hmm. by himself like he's not doing he has no help Capella's injured. Chris Paul is Back-ish. always injured who do they have man I, I literally can't tell you gerald green and like uh eric gordon they have eric gordon's Kenneth a good Reed. player but i mean like no I, I, i'm gonna i'm gonna pick hard on
0: this one i'm still gonna go, gonna go with the triple double only because like i said just because he's doing it and he has to do it okay great i mean they're also putting him in in garbage minutes to score 30 that there, there's that one game maybe it was at the 28th or 29th game where he had 29 and, hit the deep and three. he hit that deep yeah. three right like, they're putting him in games to do to score 30 and mike D'Antoni's. All for it. It's all for it. What do you want him to do? His usage rate is the highest in the league by far, by a huge margin. He probably pays maybe, what, 42 to 44 minutes a night. What do you think he's going to do in those 42, 44 minutes? Obviously, he's going to score 30. You know what I mean? But 30 straight times is different. What happens? Well, we've seen this happen before. Not the 30 straight, but we've seen him take the load for his team before. Like, he's done it last year. He's done it the year before. And then we've seen him crumble in the playoffs. I don't think it's going to translate to the I hope not. I hope not. But even like there's His there's
1: offense th- could translate to the playoffs, but they're not going to keep winning.
0: They can't keep winning. You like can't, you no can't get by not, like no, this, it's especially it's, in the West. The slows down. Everything slows down in the playoffs. It, and but,
1: everything is on is microscope. So they're looking, they're yeah, reading, they're yeah. watching your tape. It's not going to pass. Uh, who was it? Who was saying? Uh, I think it was Jordan that said that. His style Kobe. of play. Kobe. Kobe. Was Kobe? Kobe. Yeah, was Kobe. His style of play can't translate to the playoffs. It doesn't, and it, can't, it doesn't. You can't do anything by yourself, especially in today's league. But I mean regardless of of who we take it's it, they're both insane. It's a cool time to be alive right now. Superstars yeah. are doing really yeah. really cool things. I think got...
0: uh, I think Chris Paul was saying he was like anytime somebody breaks records that are set by Wilt and I think they both did. I'm not sure if I'm not yeah. sure Harden has done it. yet, but I know Russell Westbrook did, but even James Harden's was insane like it's Wilt-esque. Anytime you're breaking stuff that that Wilt has done who played against like 4 foot 5 guys, you know what I mean? Like and you're doing it in a modern day era where the guys are more athletic, they're yeah. stronger it's it's wild like it, you couldn't even imagine that these things were gonna be were gonna be done in this in this era
1: yeah man I, I don't like comparing things to wilt because it's <laughs> such a different time man.
0: but they're like video game numbers will yeah. when you look at wilt's number you're like okay like this is like I'm gonna create my my player in 2K and I'm yeah. going he's gonna score all the buckets to get all the whatever you know what I mean yeah no and that's absolutely. what Wilt did and you're seeing that happen now in, in an era where I mean it's it's kind of geared towards like the offensive records and whatever but you still got five good guys who are on the court with your team except for Harden because he has nobody on, on Houston but you've got five good guys on your team who can all put the ball in the, in the hole and they're all athletic they're all fast they're all jacked you know what I mean it's just, it doesn't encourage these kinds of records to be broken
1: no um, but no it's right now there's a lot of cool things happening with superstars like yeah. Russ ten straight triple doubles. Harden thirty straight thirty point games. And AD leaves the building mid game. Like move. it's uh, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is what we're is what you get now in the NBA. It's uh, people just do whatever they want. Along with
0: the stardom comes the emotions. You well, know? Can what you I mean? believe
1: that this guy and and he not just left. He was escorted by Rich Paul, his boy. And then they go in there. Oh, he's going. He's gonna going get an X ray on a contusion. Uh, a contusion is uh, a nice little fancy word for a bruise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> he's g- he's going doctor, to get an X ray uh, <laughs> for a shoulder bruise.
0: Honestly, in my opinion, AD like botched his whole request. This has you, been such a mess. You right can't, when you,
1: you think it couldn't get worse after the <laughs> trade deadline?
0: It, oh, it's it, getting worse. It's and We're gonna worse. talk about it in yeah. a little bit. But you you can't you can't go a week before the trade deadline and be like, hey, I want to trade and I want to trade to this team. You're setting yourself up for failure. People who request trades, Kyrie did it in the summer, right? Whoever does it, uh, Kawhi Leonard, he did it. He sat out a whole season, got traded in the summer. You can't request it a week before the trade deadline and expect your team to tr- not only to trade you, to trade you to the place that you want to go to. Yeah. So now you have him doing these little—I'm not gonna say antics, but whatever. He's—he's—he's—he got injured in that game. I don't know why he's playing to begin with. I don't know why. Because he,
1: the NBA is forcing. Them I, to I don't play. care.
0: Dress and don't like it, that. There has to be some sort of action taken by the Pelicans for him not to play. Because he's faking an injury, AKA, aka, dude, the shoulder contusion. Right. <laughs> but he's already injury prone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like. You already have that risk, and then you're gonna make him dress, and you're gonna make him play, and he's not gonna be healthy for when you want to trade him in the summer. Like it's, it, I don't know what they're doing there, and then he leaves, right? He he goes out at mid game, he leaves the building. Yeah. If if he's actually getting a second opinion, I'm okay with that. Just because if you're looking to get traded, the doctors on the team that you want to get traded from, you can't really necessarily trust what they're gonna tell you.
1: The way this guy walked out, he was getting escorted to to the club, bro.
0: To the yeah. <laughs> He was going. He was going to see no New Orleans doctor
1: late night. He was going to the club. This guy left with his with his nice little jewelry on. Like Rich oh Paul is escorting goodness. him to LeBron's car.
0: Oh
1: man! You see that picture that's surfacing of uh, when they shook hands in the change room, LeBron and AD. I know with the faces, the face, the little snarky <laughs> look that he's giving him. I was just telling Tuckler earlier, I feel like these guys, they, like, they troll each other. Like, these All-Stars, they'll go and they'll read all the rumors, and then they'll hit the All-Star practice, and they'll just, like, feed into the rumors. I know, I know, like, for there sure. Was, there was a, a bit where it was, like, KD and uh, Kyrie practicing together, and it's, like, oh, oh my KD goodness. and Kyrie spotted together. That's Could it the, be the New York Knicks coming true? Like, when have KD and Kyrie ever chilled? That's the media's fault, man. When, when were they friends ever? They're wild
0: with this stuff. Immediate. This
1: is, you know, these guys are jokes, but what do you think of AD leaving the building, man? Like, I know. It, well, you, you mentioned, like, yeah, if it's a second opinion, you're okay with it. But, like, are you really? Do you believe that?
0: <laughs> if it, okay, but if, if it's a second opinion, if it's truly like if he's gonna go to the club, then for sure not. Like, what you're doing is just unprofessional at this point. Yeah. You know, if I'm a team, a, a lot of teams won't say this or like they won't think this way because you know, you're getting a star on a superstar in AD. But if I'm a team, I want to be, I want I want to get a professional. I don't want a guy who's just gonna walk out mid-year and or, a half before right, his contract you ends, you know, because just because he doesn't like being here, I understand you're frustrated with your situation and whatever. But people have handled this way better than AD has. And the way he's done it has just been a little bit childish and a a little bit immature. And you can tell that he wasn't guided well through it. I don't know. There's all these things about Rich Paul saying they wanted him to request a trade in the summer, which is the right way to do it, essentially, right? But he kind of held out. He's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to ruin my rep or whatever it is, right? Now his rep is it's probably been worse by double, right? So the way he handled it, I think he botched every the, the whole trade request. Now he just has to sit on a team awkwardly that nobody's gonna pay attention to him. You know, he was the guy in the huddle that in a close game you would listen to. Now, if he says something, if I was his team, I'd be like, "Okay, don't you want to leave?" His teammates we'll... don't respect him. He plays like yeah.
1: 14 to 15 minutes tonight. Exactly. It's, it's just an atrocity what's happening right. there because guys could get so injured off the du- like the dumbest least oh, yeah. contact oh, yeah. plays. You're making a routine crossover and boom, you rupture your Achilles, girls, like Demarcus it's... Cousins.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Right. You can't afford to play this guy 15 minutes just because. Just because. What if somebody, something happens? Like, at the end of the day, this guy has a career. He's a bright basketball player. He's 25 years old. His ceiling is through the roof. Like, whether he's accomplished X, Y, Z till now or not, there's no debating Anthony Davis is, is a talent. Like yeah, it, yeah. yeah it's it. transcendent, right? right. Yeah, and yeah. and we, we make fun of it all the time. But, I mean, his ability to shoot and dribble his and size, at his size is his just size. incredible. It's incredible. He's um He's definitely a talent. So, you don't want to see that happening. It's just it's not good for the game of basketball and like as a fan I don't I don't wanna want to I don't want to see this 14 minutes a night of ad and then Julius Randle takes over
0: My like, guy, Julius Randle. It, it
1: just doesn't make any sense to me
0: But Julius for it, though no, I'm all for it. like
1: the thing that kind of sh- shocked me about this him leaving the building is like at, at this point you know the trade deadline's gone
0: yeah you not, no one's being moved.
1: nothing's moving right. between now and the summer so what's your plan w- like w- where are you just gonna sit out the whole
0: season you should this, he has to. I, I mean, what are you going to do? What do you have to. He's he going to co-
1: deter all small market, small market teams from even making offers.
0: He doesn't want to go. to like, come on, he doesn't want to go. Well, market. His, uh, he said uh, yeah, his interview, in his interview. He did say All, all twenty nine teams. teams. Yeah. So
1: Masai, do you believe that Masai make a no. play? I mean, it, listen, quite listen though, the, Raptors, like the, the Raptors, have been making plays on a lot of six month rentals lately. So why not go for <laughs> Anthony Davis? Like you're going to tell me you're going to take a rental on Gasol and not Davis? No, Gasol's a year and a half. At ship everybody except
0: for Kawhi. No. Well,
1: let, let, imagine the starting lineup: Kawhi, uh, and then Anthony Davis. Well, there's a
0: couple things you have to figure
1: out. Like, Is that's Kawhi it, gonna though. stay? That's it. No, no, no. That's it. Oh, just that's those it. two guys. <laughs> fine. I think we'll make the finals. <laughs> we'll make the finals for sure.
0: AD had to sit. He had to sit out. Now, just do honestly. Just do what Kawhi did. Kawhi did it fine. He sat out. He didn't play. He just stayed in shape. Or whatever, and they got traded. What well, What's the harm in that? Why Why are you trying? Kawhi to— Kawhi
1: was different though because Kawhi at least was around. Like, oh yeah, I'm injured. and I'm not ready to play. So at least there was always that. Like now we understand that AD literally hates this franchise. Like he he straight up said every other team in this league is an option. I just want I just to win out. games. <laughs> I just want to That's win games. That's not true though. But
0: like but for him to agree to even play, like I think there's there's no way they can the league can still find the team if he dresses but doesn't play. I don't know what whatever the, the the intricacies about that is. But yeah. Like for him to even agree and want to play, like what are you doing? You're risking so much by just playing. You're already injury, injury prone. Just sit out. Stay in shape. You don't have... Don't practice with the team. Don't stay near the team because they don't want you there. Poor, poor guy. I saw an interview after one of the big games. I think they beat OKC this week. I saw an interview with Alvin Gentry. They're like, oh, how do you feel about this? He's like... He's like Man, I've, I've inherited a uh, a dumpster fire, is what yeah, he said. Yeah. Poor guy. He's such, such a cute guy. I doesn't want to swear. He's old and, and all this stuff. But like, that's exa- exactly what it is. He's like, he's like, you know what? I want to reward my guys because they want a big game. You know, I want to reward guys who are being professional. And you know what? AD isn't being professional. He isn't putting that effort into the team. So why even be around? Just stay away. You've got a year left. They'll trade you in the summer, man. Don't worry. Stay in shape and then go on about your life. Th- yeah. That's the best thing to do because you shouldn't be playing at all right now. Yeah. It's funny because we're talking about like how we react
1: or how we feel about him leaving the building did you hear about how management felt about him leaving the building
0: I mean I heard a little bit of rumbles what they what was the exact uh, feeling management
1: about it? was so infuriated by this what did they expect that they fired Dell Demps the GM the general manager okay listen I was watching before the trade deadline I was watching some first take and Stephen A Smith reported. I know he's a lunatic, but there's no doubting he has <laughs> good contacts. Intel. Oh yeah. He's got oh, good, yeah. good intel. He oh, was yeah. reporting that Dell Demps's job was on the line had he fulfilled Anthony Davis's wishes. So had he traded him to right. the Lakers, his job would be gone. That was my understanding. So he goes through and he, he I know that they, the Lakers offered them, you know, three rosters and then some, <laughs> and they declined it. And then you hear a couple days later, Del Demps has been fired. So, I want to know your thoughts on, like, right when you saw this, I I think you were the one that sent me this message. Yeah. What was your initial reaction?
0: Honestly, he kind of got put in a very terrible situation. In a way, he's kind of the scapegoat, but he's not. He's been there for, what, maybe seven years?
1: No well, more than that. More He's than been that there since uh, time 2010, 2011. Right.
0: So I mean, he kind of had his chance to build a team around AD in general, and he he got some pretty solid pieces. Man, they 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 brought in Demarcus, right? They brought in Rondo, they brought in Drew Holiday, they brought they brought in Miritich, they brought in some really key guys, and their issue is just that they weren't able to stay healthy. There's always been injuries plaguing that team. Demarcus goes out, you know, Miritich goes out. There's always been injuries. So for him to be fired is I, I guess in, like in this industry, you don't really need a reason to be fired all the time. Maybe just you've been here for too long and yeah. it's not working out, you can't, that's it, right? So I don't, I wouldn't say he's a terrible GM, but if the franchise itself wants to do a whole overhaul of everybody and, and start fresh and whatever, which is what they should do essentially, then whatever, you know, he'll, he'll find a job somewhere else. I, I remember uh, I saw somewhere that David Stern came out and said after he retired yeah. that this guy's the worst GM in the league. I'm like, man, as a former commissioner, how are you going to say that, number one, about a GM in the league? Number two, he's not that bad. He brought in some really good key guys. They just weren't able to stay healthy. weren't a- always able to. And last year they, they swept the Blazers. Yeah, that's not a terrible move, right? He's not. He's not there's much worse GMs in the league that have jobs. Phoenix's GM. This guy hasn't brought in a, a single soul worth of playing on the court. Okay, here's here's my thing. So
1: I do think that the the timing in which they fired him was not fair. I don't think that it was like having right after the trade deadline, and especially it being reported that if you trade him and you you're give him fire. his wishes, you're going to be fired, <laughs> and then he doesn't and then he gets fired. Because had he known that he was going to lose his job, he could have probably taken that deal. I would have taken that deal if I, it, in spite. At the end of the at day, least. the management it doesn't always know what's right. They told him not to take the deal, but... Right. That's a good that, deal. It was that was a, good a really deal. good deal. You got a lot. You were going to get a lot for him. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. a lot of young, pieces. Young but pieces, man. In his time, Del Demps has been nothing special, Whatever. nothing That's okay. crazy. Um, one of his first moves in 2011, he traded a first-round pick for Jared Bayless, lasted 11 <laughs> games on the roster, and then a couple of years later, you'll remember this one, he uh, picked up this guy called Omer Ashik. Oh, my God. Omar <laughs> Ashik. Omar Ashik was the the beginning of their journey of loading bigs for AD right, to play with. Right. Omer Ashik was a disaster yeah, from he, a defensive perspective, out. from offensive perspective. That guy had brick feet. Yeah, he wanted out, he but wanted now out, he's eventually. out of the league. So, I mean, yeah. it's... He got out.
0: That's what he, want. he, got he, what had, he
1: wanted. He gave him five years, $60 million, Omer Ashik. Everybody makes bad deals, man. Right? It's whatever. Sure, that's fine. But in nine years, you're going to make the playoffs twice. In nine years? And, and you have Anthony Davis... Transcendent He's here Like they And and there's no doubt at all They were the most complacent With having him there That they're like You know we're selling tickets We're we're doing pretty well right now We have Anthony Davis Keep it going Because at the end of the day We talked about this before As long as the Saints are doing well The football team It's really hard for them To focus on the Pelicans That's
0: not management though That's ownership at that point so well, that's, that's all. That I, I, I'm equating them. No, when I say oh, management, I mean I mean You can't equate them. Cause I'm man- saying me
1: personally, when I refer, I use the term management, I'm referring to ownership. Right,
0: but, but I'm saying if you're comparing Del Demps as a GM, you got to see what constraints he's got. You know, AD came out in, with that whole, I think it was an article saying that he always, the Pelicans were always kind of second fill to to the the, the yeah. Saints. You know, as long as the Saints win, we're good, blah, blah, blah. So if, if the owners are pumping in money to the team or not pumping in any kind of, I guess, just even caring about the team, there's only so much a GM can do. Yeah, he, he, He's made bad deals, sure. I, I think everybody, every GM in the world has made bad deals. You know, what do you, what do you expect? There's some deals that pan out, some deals that don't. But he's also made some pretty solid deals. He, he brought in some key pieces. They had that sweep last year. They looked like they were on, on the rise. And unfortunately, the injuries come through. And that's part of the game, right? But I'm not against the firing. I just think that, the, like you said, the timing that it happened. And, Very and suspect. They kind of give him an ultimatum to a not-trade AD. And then after the de- trade deadline, he doesn't trade him. He still gets fired, right? So they kind of just kind of pulled a fast one on him, essentially, right? They just kind of screwed him over a little bit. But as far as a, as being a, a, a bad GM, he's not bad. But like you said, making the playoffs, I think you said once or twice in nine years. Two times poor. in yeah. nine you years. Can't, that's not good. Enough. One series right. win yeah. in yeah. nine years. With Anthony Davis
1: on your roster, Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Maybe build. maybe it was a poor coaching decision,
0: like Alvin Gentry. Because drafting too, drafting. Maybe it's poor drafting as well. He Sorry, not Alvin. Is it Alvin It is Alvin, it is Alvin yeah. Gentry, yeah, yeah. He's not terrible, but. He's a. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what
1: it is man cuz I'm looking at the roster I'm like Drew Holiday is averaging a career high in points. He's third in the league in assists. Like he's not a scrub. No. No, no. I I don't I don't understand it. AD's just not a winner, but he's he's almost put the light <laughs> on the Pelicans like they're the reason. It, it's 50-50. Yeah, they didn't give you the right players, but you're not like you're not proving to be that guy. Yeah. You're not proving to, to want it. You don't want to wanna get it or work for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to defend um defend him too much but speaking of defense you know who likes to play a lot of defense who this guy uh number 33 scotty pipp he still plays well scotty defense scotty <laughs> scotty pipp better play defense after we come at
0: him for the comments oh buddy pipp is in trouble
1: yeah so uh before we get into this guys we're gonna uh just play the interview of what he he said earlier this week on espn
0: you know when i when i look at lebron he's not what michael was as a player he's not even what Kobe Bryant was as a player so when you talk about trying to compare Michael's instinct his ability to take over games his ability to want to have that last shot and demoralize and, you yes and scare scared of living hell out yes, of you LeBron doesn't have that gene
1: wow Scotty Pippen with the poetry. His voice is so deep, man. You know what's funny is uh do you remember exactly 12 months ago when he was on he was on a panel with Greeny from uh was it the jump. From the jump, the yeah. The jump, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he was talking he was talking to Greeny about he goes LeBron is better as a player because of all he's had to bear than Jordan. He's what then to He's better what? A better player than then? Jordan, considering what he's had to bear in terms of the load and and the eras. <laughs> So I see you're scratching my head, Scotty. What are you thinking here? Like, wh- Okay, first of all, I'm going to get into the whole um, clutch gene thing. I want to talk about that because I think that's just complete falsehood. Secondly, I have, I'm have i going to take exception to this because he's this guy's wearing a full jumpsuit, a, a, a Jordan jumpsuit, as he's talking about <laughs> Jordan being the best player of all time. Yeah, no, I, I, bet, I bet Jordan's not down your neck being like, hey, Scotty, you better make those comments, you know, make me making me look a little better and it's in Charlotte too. Anyways, what's your take on this? I want to hear I want to hear your thoughts before I
0: get into this. It's funny cuz you said last year he said he's that LeBron is better than Jordan. Literally. Yeah, he he flat out said it. Right, Le- I remember that. I remember there's, that interview. There's no
1: two ways that's, I have an,
0: that's what he said. I have an article in front of me right now saying Scotty Pippen believes that his career has been overlooked. It says verbatim, "Pip claims that LeBron James can't be considered better a better player than he was until LBJ matches Six NBA championships. So first you say LeBron's better than Jordan. And now you're saying LeBron can't be considered better than you. So which essentially, by that math, I think... So LeBron's top 50. I think Pip is better than Jordan. By that math is what he's saying. Which, he's just delusional, man. He, like, come on, man. We all know... The, the thing is that annoys me is, especially with the ring talk, like, it's not the end-all. I don't think it's the end-all and be-all. I think it's could be a deciding factor when comparing two GOATs. But when someone's clearly better than you, there's no, the the brings discussion shouldn't even, shouldn't have to be brought up. Yeah, there's no there's nothing about it. But with this comments about him saying LeBron can be compared to Kobe, even can be compared to Jordan. My thing is that LeBron is a different player than both of them. Col- Kobe is more of a carbon copy of what LeBron was of uh, what Jordan. Jordan was. LeBron's just like the all around package, right? He just did everything very well. Did it at a high level high IQ just cuz he doesn't have this whole killer instinct thing which i'm sure you'll get into with some with a couple of numbers for us yeah doesn't mean that he's not a winner doesn't mean that he's not great doesn't mean that he can't be considered one of the go to the game um there's this whole narrative that lebron isn't clutch so hit us with with a couple of these facts that you've got
1: yeah look, it really bothered me because i feel like a lot of people who proclaim that lebron is not clutch are all jordan fans who just or kobe fans who refuse to believe it because He's clutch because LeBron is just the most scrutinized athlete of all time. I yeah. think I've never seen anything like this. Like everything that LeBron does, and KD had it right on the money earlier this season when they asked him, "Would you play in LA?" No way. And he goes, "Being around LeBron is so toxic because of the media that everything is on a microscope. Yeah. You're always and look what they have down there now." And he look nice. at like I was listening to another podcast and they break down every single year that LeBron has been in the league that there were issues whether it be around i don't want this coach here or certain players even early in his time with in cleveland with boozer there was a whole issue with boozer leaving and a lot of people were mad and then they later find out like boozer's like man lebron literally told me to leave and then david blatt and um the other guy mike uh d'antoni no no Uh, no mike uh, Mike brown yeah uh, yeah 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 yeah, so there a lot of a lot of these situations, right, where you have LeBron like crying out, and I think a lot of them when they when they see that and then they look at Jordan being the killer that he used to be, it's like, oh, you know what? It's not even a close discussion. But I'm gonna I'm gonna lay some facts right now because yeah, this is just abysmal TV. Like I don't even want to see this, Scotty. At least at least have some merit to what you're yeah, saying. For real man, don't just come on here saying words. <laughs> Give me something. Don't just say, "Oh, he's not clutch. He's he's out of the realm of clutch." So, this is um, final five seconds, fourth quarter and overtime. Okay. Uh, regular season and playoffs separated. Uh, sorry, in the playoffs. My fault. I'm just gonna look at the playoffs because everyone always talks that's about LeBron matters. being a choke and that's all that LeBron anyways. having an, e- an easy conference. Sure. Let's talk playoffs. LeBron is six of thirteen with four buzzer beaters. So that's forty six percent. Six of thirteen. Yep. Yeah, six makes, th- uh, seven misses. Okay. And MJ is 5 for 11. Wow, uh, 45% with three buzzer beaters.
0: Damn.
1: The haters will say, oh, well, didn't uh, LeBron play more games? Right. Yeah, sure. He yeah, he probably played more games. But when really, you really man. look at a lot of people saying, well, he's he's scared. He shies away from the big moment. Right. He tries to give it to his teammates. Last year, George Hill, this, this, that. Right. No. If the fact that he's taken more shots than Jordan, yeah. how can you call him fearful? How is he afraid? What's he afraid right. of here? He's still taking the shots. He's still making the shots. And my favorite of ho- this whole discussion is that Kobe Bryant, who was also mentioned in this yeah. by Scotty, since 2006 has been 0 for 6 on buzzer beaters and clutch shots. He hasn't hit a—he uh, literally— with Really? Less than five seconds left in regulation, fourth corner, and overtime in the playoffs.
0: On the playoffs, okay. Since 06— yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, nothing. Has
1: been 0 for 6. But he, he hits a lot of good ones in the regular season. Like, he beats Phoenix. <laughs> and, like, uh, who do, who else did he beat? Sacramento I think, with the elbow three. Like, he, he definitely hits the game winners. But when you're taking the biggest moments down. And then I want to look at another one. So, last two minutes of the game, regular season and playoffs combined. Mm-hmm. LeBron is 44% from the field. Jordan's 38% from the wow. field. Kobe's 40%. So, he's more efficient. Than both. Free throws, which is something that people knock LeBron for. Right. Him, 75%. Jordan's 77%. Okay. Kobe terrible.
0: 84
1: Kobe's better. Oh, Kobe. But when you look at Michael and, and LeBron right there. And then this is my favorite one. So in elimination games or game sevens, LeBron leads everybody in, in the world in <laughs> points per game. <laughs>
0: well, so Jordan where's the, the merit? Seven. Where's
1: this coming from?
0: Scotland? It's, it's Scotland. <laughs> you know what it is? I, this is honestly what I truly think it is. I think people always just defer themselves to the eye test and they just go. Because LeBron's game winners aren't as flashy as Jordan's or Kobe was. Co- Jordan and Kobe's were more, you know, one-on-one iso pull-up, jump shot, iconic kind of thing. You know, you don't have, you have like, the iconic shot over Jordan's iconic shot in Utah, right, yeah, where he kind of, yeah. like, pushes that guy off, bam. Yeah. Game winner wins the, wins the chip, right? LeBron's game winners, they've been mostly like kind of, like, layups or, like, drives to the basket because that's what he's good at. He's not really necessarily good at mid-range jumpers or whatever to win the game. So I think that people just kind of, like, close their eyes and think back, like, oh, LeBron's not clutch. He doesn't hit any last-minute shots, but... Like you just said, you just laid down a bunch of facts, and he he's hit more than both Kobe and Jordan, right? So, and and what I think uh,
1: is- we're not by all means saying he's better no, than no him no, no way clutch, no chance. But the fact that you just completely dismiss him, That's- and if you're gonna say Jordan's name, I'll understand. But you're gonna say he's not the player that Kobe was, bruh it's because Kobe had that same mentality. You know, Kobe the had killer. Kobe has five rings and less Finals MVPs than LeBron currently has, and he also has yeah. three less season
0: MVPs than LeBron currently has. For me, the debate can go forever, who's better, whatever. But that's not what we're debating. We're debating LeBron clutch or not, right? And just judging by the numbers, you know, women lie, men lie. Numbers don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, clearly, you've got LeBron is clearly clutch, and and he's done it time and time again, and he's. And even he's had iconic shots. I remember there's one shot over um, when he was in Cleveland, the first stint in Cleveland over Orlando. Matt, yeah, right yeah. from the three point line. Like, so just because he sometimes makes the right basketball play doesn't mean that he doesn't want the moment or doesn't want the shot. The people say, "Oh, Kyrie hit the shot for him in game game seven or yeah. whatever it was." Oh, Ray Allen, he was right won. after the block
1: from half court. Right. he made on Arne right. right,
0: he was one Ray Allen three away from losing again in the f- like. Come on, you need teammates. But also, by the way, that game, the my
1: favorite thing about that game is they were down six or they were down yeah they were down
0: six yeah who he hit the, the three first befo- three yeah he hit three before hit the first like how, three? Many, how many times did jordan pass it over to steve kerr to hit the last minute shot how many times did it go robert parish to hit the last minute shot you need teammates it's a five-person game it's five on five it has to happen there's no other you know way about it yeah so for people to you know just discredit his i guess clutch gene you want to call it like it's just disrespectful and you and scotty had no numbers no fact he just kind of People people just always live in the moment. If he does one thing wrong now, everything in his career is just done wrong.
1: You know what I find? I find that this MJ-LeBron discussion always, if you're in favor of LeBron, you're always lamenting how great Jordan was but why you think LeBron is better. But if you're in favor of Jordan, it's always about LeBron being or worse. trash. Yeah, or exactly. Like yeah. Not, you know, yeah. not living up to the expectation. No, you guys just sound like some older heads who need to— like get your stuff together because I feel Modernized, like people are just man. in denial that the eras are changing and get with it because Zion's coming into the league Ooh, and and this Zion. could very well be the
0: next LeBron thing. MJ or whatever. Like the, next the goal, way he's trending say.
1: right now and what he looks like playing college ball. Did you see his uh, that picture they took of him fighting for the jump ball he, the, and he, he had, like the deflated ball. the ball? Yeah, that yeah. was crazy, man.
0: man it, just by just by holding it, like I, I remember we we seen one of LeBron pinning one. That's a pin, though. This guy's just holding the... Like, he's just trying to get the ball from the dude's hands. Yeah. And he deflates the ball. Like, it's insane. These these next kids, like, I don't know what they've been eating. I don't True. know what their parents have been making them drink. But they're all, like, just athletic, bro. Yeah. It's, it's insane. With a double F. With the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even athletic anymore. Just athletic. It's insane what they've been doing.
1: Anywho, it's that time again, baby. So, for the second straight week we're staying home we're staying home We're staying home with this one this is a, i'm a proud of i'm proud
0: of this one man. This, this one I,
1: okay this one because we debated last week
0: right. about this one and right. we
1: were like you know what, we'll give it to steady freddy right um because you know he he did his thing and he, that was a career night for him but spicy p
0: p skills he skills was listening was, last week and he was offended
1: pee. he was listening last week and he was offended he messaged me the, he didn't actually. Your boys was good. Oh. But, I, but I I, wish he did. <laughs> we wouldn't still be here. If but he did hear there. us. He did hear us because he hit the court the last game before the All-Star break. What a game. Had himself a night, pal. 44 points. Beauty. 10 rebounds. What a game. 2 assists. Wow. 3 blocks. Wow. 4 of 5 from wow. deep. This is a man who started playing the sport of basketball in 2011. He's insane. Fast forward 8 years, he's scoring 44 points
0: on the NBA stage. And this is his what maybe sixth or seventh career high this season in points? Yeah, I think he he did like 7 or 8 or something I think it like was that. 7. I think it was 7. I saw seven.
1: he started with like 20 no, and then it yeah, was like 22, yeah. 23 and now here we are 44 like he's- the growth that he's had this season it has incredible, just been incredible. Man. Incredible, uh, super proud of Spice P and, and what he's been doing. And it's honestly it's really heartfelt to You hear the the interview he had after, right, and he did yeah. dedicate to his dad. His dad passed away not too long ago, so he's. It's just this guy's such a feel good player, man. Like he's he's everyone like in the city loves him. I don't know if it's just a Toronto thing, but he we loves love our being here though. and. and yeah. Just to see him develop. We saw him when he was playing for the 905. And we're like, you know, Mm. Pascal's supposed to have a big year.
0: Yeah.
1: And he was a couple years late. But you know why? Because Dwayne Casey hated him. Yeah. And they didn't play him. (laughs) But congratulations to Spicy P on this week's inductee. 44 points, 10 rebounds, and a couple other
0: cool things that he did in there. So uh,
1: congratulations, boy.
0: And now time for our favorite segment, Pick and Roll.
1: Still holding on for dear life. I'm holding holding on to
0: that lead. You're only up by one. I've made a comeback. It's been I, close. It's been close. I was so. trying to get a nice lead this week, but... You talk a lot of sheezy early, man.
1: It's a long <laughs> season, bro. Yo, honestly, that Boston game we bet on last week, I 100% I thought Boston was going to win that game. Or uh, was going to lose that game. Yeah, Philly, man. Like,
0: yeah. I was like, you know what? I, I, we had Philly winning that game. And I had, I had contradicted myself that uh, during the episode. I was like, oh, I'm not giving the nod to Philly because they haven't beaten Boston. But I'm like, you know what? This week, Philly, I think this is their time. Yeah, They're but no
1: Kyrie? Them. And you're in Philly? Oh,
0: we can have a whole... Dis- other discussion about no Kyrie in Boston, but they're a much better team without him. No chance. So you're, uh, you're 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 regular you're a season, the moment. Regular season,
1: I don't think that okay, they can win five. without him. I don't yet. care about the But season. I'm saying like with Terry Rozier starting, they're nine and two.
0: These a fake numbers, man. Yeah. How many? It's, how many a, it's
1: like saying Kawhi when Kawhi is out. The Raptors exactly are ten and one. How
0: many of those team the playoff teams? Marinating on that. Anyways, but let's get. They into did go the, to
1: game seven last year without him.
0: So they did. I mean, they're a good team without them still, yeah. but they're not better. But uh, we'll we'll stick with this uh, pick and roll segment. So we've got five games coming up this week. We've got Boston-Milwaukee, Houston-Lakers, Denver-Dallas, Utah-OKC, Clippers, and the Grizzlies. So we're going to start off with Boston-Milwaukee. That's a pretty tough one. Uh, who do you got? I'm going to go Milwaukee by seven. Damn. Seven yeah. by seven, yeah. Wow. Milwaukee's well.
1: Honestly, right now Kyrie's not playing, and I know that they just beat Philly, but Philly's a different story oh, they're than Milwaukee. Kyrie. Milwaukee's uh is an offensive juggernaut, man. Yeah, they're better without Kyrie in the regular season,
0: but this is Milwaukee. This is a playoff game. They
1: 140 points in their sleep. Holy! So I think they're they're going to win this one by seven. I
0: think it's gonna be a bit closer than that. I'm gonna go Milwaukee by three. I just think Boston will give them a little bit of a run for their money. I think Brad Stevens is way better at coaching regular talent as opposed to superior talent. It's Mm -hmm. obviously easier to coach without a superstar there, so I think they're going to be Boston's going to be kind of clicking a lot better. But I still am going to go with Milwaukee just because they're just. They've been playing out of their minds this year, and you know the They've got good coaching. Giannis is obviously the centerpiece, so I'm gonna go Milwaukee by three. Okay, Houston, LA. Who you got? Houston, LA. Got Houston by four. I think the Lakers are just a mess. They're messy enough for the Houston Hardens to win by four. Just, just they're only gonna pull it out by a little <laughs> bit, but they're gonna win by four. So I got Houston by four.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go Lakers by three. Really. I'm kind of putting my record in jeopardy with this selection. You are with this one, but I just have a feeling that after the All Star break, they're going to come back rejuvenated. They know what they need to do to make the playoffs. Yeah, and I think they're just going to gun for it. LeBron's going to take some time off, hopefully rest up a little bit. Brian Windhorst was reporting that LeBron's playing at like 280 right now, which is 20 pounds almost higher than what he usually plays at in this point because of of his groin injury. Wow, it really put him behind. Yeah. This guy's a robot. He's on it. He's not like if he's on literally on. Yeah, he's 280 right now. Wow, it's heavy, bro. So they're saying uh, it's, it's really setting him back. But hopefully, uh, you know, the next couple weeks or so. Yeah. He'll start to get back into his groove. But I think LA is going to come out. First game out of the All-Star break. They're going to be rejuvenated. Who's yeah. just won the, right. uh, the MVP for the, the Rising young? Stars. Right, Rising, yeah, Stars. Rising Stars. So yeah. he's rejuvenated. Lance and Zoe just released a song on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, to they're sure. um, <laughs> so they're rejuvenated. Don't. So they're rejuvenated. But I'm gonna go Lakers by three.
0: Next we got um, Denver and Dallas. Not that there's no competition here, but I just think Denver right now is just a much better team. So I, mean, I got Denver by six, despite Luca being as great as he is, despite him playing really well. Just Denver is a way better all-around team, and they've and they've got a really good coach in Mike Malone as well, yeah, who's been just killing it for them. So you know they've been sitting at the top of the the West. Uh, if not first, maybe second, top two the whole season. So I'm going to go Denver by six.
1: I remember hitting up our group chat when they were 8-0, and we were asking, like, what are your biggest surprises so far in the season? I was like, 100% Denver, Denver being man. 8-0 yeah. is is a shocker. I didn't think that they'd be still going this strong, but their coaching staff is coaching
0: the All-Star game. I know. Well, because well, like, yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's, that's
1: a really good accomplishment for Mike and I'm happy for him. But uh, I'm going to go Denver by eight. Oh, I've okay, been going. Close. I've been I've been picking Dallas lately, but been I, losing <laughs> a lot. A, a big part of me just feels like right now they're not trying to win games. I think they're trying to sure. get uh, the yeah, best position sure. to draft right now. Right. They got KP coming back next year. A couple bright spots in their in their roster. So I'm gonna go with Denver by eight. Utah OKC got to go with with the power the powerhouse OKC. They're yeah, just on fire right now. I'm going to go OKC by four.
0: I'm going to go OKC by seven. Just like you said, they're a powerhouse right now. They're top three in the West. I think still, they still have a little bit of animosity towards last year's playoff exit where they, they lost to Utah. So I think when they kind of they kind of circled, that's one of the games they circle on their schedule. PG has just been playing at an unbelievable level right now. The whole team, they've got some great role players, man. Surprisingly, Billy donovan has been coaching well. You know what I mean? They've been good lineups, good rotations. So I've got OKC by seven.
1: Cool. Uh, last but not least, Clippers and Grizzlies—the battle of the
0: bums. What you, say, what you said earlier, the battle of the tanks, <laughs> the, the,
1: the, the tanking showdown. <laughs> who's gonna tank first and better? I think at their worst, the Clippers have a better team, so I'm just gonna really? go Clippers by five because, <laughs> like, when you really strip down everything, you still have Lou Williams who can score you 50 points. Yeah. But. Also, I just want to—I just want to shout out a friend of mine who's a big Lou Williams fan. I just want to say one thing. It's no surprise to me or coincidence that Lou will only plays for losing teams. Moving on. <laughs> I got Clippers winning by five.
0: I've got Memphis winning by seven. I think, although they are, probably, kind of looks like they're trying to tank. They still got some solid pieces. I think JV. Memphis winning by seven? Yeah. JV had a, JV had an amazing. Yeah, he showed out. Amazing, 23 and Yeah, 10. you know what I mean? Yeah. They've got a good player. They've got Mike Conley and JV. Who knows that could be the next uh, Penny and Shaq? Who knows what can happen, you know?
1: He's <laughs> a Penny and Shaq. <laughs> Who knows what could
0: happen? But, you know, they, I mean... The Clippers have nobody. Lou Williams can put up 50 points, but he can't do what Harden does. He can't lead them to a team by himself. There's no chance. So I've got Memphis Grizzlies by seven. I hope they don't prove me wrong. Just please win Memphis. I need this one-up win.
1: The closest thing Conley has to Penny is that he's potentially the same value as his name. <laughs> that, that's about the closest that they're No, bro, you're get, but... underrating him,
0: man. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Come on. But I've, got, I've got Memphis by seven. That's our picks for next week. It's been a close one. Yeah, I and
1: then I, we, we did want to mention an honorary game that we didn't pick because we don't like betting on Toronto games. But right. Debo's coming home next Friday. You're going. I'm going to the game. It's gonna be it's gonna be oh, very emotional, man. very exciting. I'm excited to watch this new look Raptors team with Jeremy Lin and right, Myles yeah, 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 big big pickup, Jeremy Lin. How do you like that?
0: I think it's a great. Pickup for the city of Markham. Pimal has a <laughs> has a new spokesperson now, yeah. but I mean, in general, though, that's a great pickup. You've got a really good, smart veteran backup point guard who knows how to lead a team, knows how to lead a second unit. Yep, um, he's also
1: averaging four more points a game than Delon. Delon right, exactly. Off so the same shots taken. You've got so. a
0: smart player, and in, in, in general, an
1: upgrade. He's a winner.
0: Like say yeah. what it is. He knows how to compete. Knows how to play. He knows how to he play, knows play how for to sure, compete. You know, and uh, he's led teams and he's been on good teams. Played with good players. So you know, I I think we definitely did not go wrong by by picking him up in uh, yeah. in, in the bio market. Hey, we did attack the bio market. We so. did attack bio exactly. Uh, like, ladies like ladies said,
1: and gentlemen, we were gonna actually take a week off this week for the All Star break, but we said, you know what? We love our fans. too give much. Give them what they want. Give them what they want. So we uh, we put this together for you. Hope you enjoyed the. The all-star weekend we will pick it up next week as well. Thanks again for tuning in. Guys, we're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Google it. Play, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, YouTube, the whole nine. So check us out, subscribe, comment. Yeah, post on Facebook, let us know what beef you got or what yeah, you agree with.
0: Exactly. Thanks for listening. Guys.